Welcome to Life Source Church. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud. Today you're going to hear a message from Pastor Walt that we hope encourages you. We're continuing in Romans, even in Walt's absence. We'll be there next week as well, uh, continuing through the summer. Uh, this morning we look at the right tool for the right job. Very important thing to do, very important thing to have. Uh, we'll be on page 1296 if, if you want to turn there. And while you're doing that, um, you see how good your sense of humor is this morning. So a little girl gets done watching Cinderella and she's just floating around the house, just thrilled with all of the magic she just saw. And so she found a pinwheel in her room and she thought, I'm going to be a fairy godmother. And she goes roaming around the house, waving her magic wand, and comes upon her mother in the kitchen, cooking. And she goes, I am your fairy godmother. Make three wishes, and I will make them come true for you. And so mom thinks for a second, and she goes, hmm, okay, uh, stop world hunger. And the little girl waves her magic wand and says, it is done. And she says, okay, what's your next wish? And she said, I want all the children of the world that are ill to be healthy again. And she waves her magic wand and she says, it is done. And she says, what is your third wish? And mom thinks for a minute. And she's like, well, I had two that were for other people, so I'll make this one for me. She's like, I'd really like my high school figure back. And she waves her magic wand. And she waves her magic wand. And she says, I think I need more power because this is not working. (laughs) And that is so true for us. Uh, We try to make it through life. We try to to tackle situations and we feel like we need more power because in and of ourselves we can't do things. And as we live the Christian life, excuse me, it can get overwhelming, can't it? I mean, it can get downright depressing sometimes. Because we have this belief, I think, that the Christian life is supposed to afford us this puffy cloud that we live on and just float through life on. And that we're never going to have problems. We're never going to have challenges. There's never going to be a speed bump. It's just going to be easy sailing because, hey, I'm a Christian. And that's what makes it okay. But God says, no, he he wants to show his power. He wants to reveal his righteousness. He wants the world to see that he is more than just an easy passage through this time period. There's so much more to be seen. There's so much more to be realized by us as believers. I mean, think about it. What was last week? Did you see God show up? Did you see his hand? Did you hear his voice? I mean, he wants to intimately be a part of our life each and every day. He wants to be seen. He wants to be heard, not only to us, but to the unsaved world out there. Because he is an almighty God. Last song we we sang, it's like, you know, we talk about running to God and feeling blameless. I think a lot of us struggle with that. We feel guilty. We feel like we've done things wrong. And we we have. It's, It's genuine. But in Christ... It's different. 
How he sees us is different. And we struggle with that, I think. I think we're always trying to make up to God. We're always trying to do things to find good favor. But the interesting thing is, is we already have it. It's already there. Now, just to recap, last week we all looked at the heart and confronted us with this thought. A right relationship with God always starts in the heart. I don't know about your small group, but our small group had a long and lively discussion about that question. Not to mention the follow-up to that, if you're not going to start with the heart, you might as well not start. Great question, great discussion for sure. Today we're going to look at justification and sanctification, kind of what happens after. Because it's like sometimes we think our Christian experience, our salvation experience, is it. And it's really a starting point. There's so much more to be had. There's so much more to be seen and experienced in Christ than just having the golden ticket to get into heaven. And so we're going to look at it a couple of different ways. Um, I want you to get this this in your head first. As you study Romans, you discover that it develops salvation in three tenses. Past, present, future. Now past, I was saved when I believe Jesus. That's what happened. So if you're a believer in Christ today, that's what took place. Present, I am being saved as the character of Jesus Christ now becomes visible in my life. Did you catch that? See, that's a goal we should all have. We should be coming more Christ-like each and every day. His character should be showing up in our lives. His traits, his behavior, his thinking. And if it's not, we have a problem. But God shows up again. Uh, Future, I shall be saved when at last in resurrection life with a glorified body. I stand in the presence of the Son of God and enter into the fullness of the truth of the Lord. Now, that's the big flowery way to say it. We're going to break it down this way. Past, the whole idea of justification. Present, the whole idea of sanctification, becoming more Christ-like. And then the future, glorification. And the thing that we don't realize oftentimes is the flesh that we live in is against us. And if you're past 40, you know that. (laughs) It's not on our side, is it? It is against us. Now, if uh, if you're in Romans 3, if you look back, verses 10 to 18, it's not a pretty thing. There's none righteous, no, not one. There's none who understands. There is none who seeks after God. And on and on and on it goes. And it sounds kind of depressing, doesn't it? But it's truth. And that's why it's so important that God shows up in us. And is revealed in us. And is shown to the world through us. It's so important. Now... We're going to look at the deeds of the law, starting in verse 19, if you want to follow along. It says, no, no, it says now. Now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped, and all the world may become guilty before God. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, no flesh will be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. Doesn't that sound fun? All guilty. But see, the thing that's cool about that is, is it's, a, it's an even playing field for everyone. That's what's so important there. God wants us to understand we're all in the same place. We all need a Savior. We are all coming to Him in the same way. 
There's nothing different. Salvation starts that way, with that understanding. And it's such a cool thing. I mean, I don't know about you, but I am just in love with my Heavenly Father. Because He acts in ways that I don't act. He believes in things that I, I am challenged with. He treats me in a way that I would be challenged to treat other people who treat Him the way I do sometimes. He's always righteous. He's always just. He's always loving. He's always good. Always. And the whole idea of we come to faith, and, and we struggle with that word. We come to faith, and, and I think we struggle with how to work that out in our lives, how to live it out in our lives. Because you think, well, faith, that's just what gives us salvation. But no, faith is how we're supposed to live every single day of our lives. By faith. That's, that's what's on us. That's what's required of us is to live in faith, to act in faith, to believe in faith and what God is doing and how he's accomplishing it. And what happens is, is we like to kind of get in there and carry the flag in the parade. Now, we want to kind of be in the middle of things and kind of a little bit more attention on us. And really, we're supposed to be pointing people to the Father, not stealing his glory not robbing him of his righteousness. And it's hard. But let me encourage you. When we are living by faith and understanding what God wants us to do, we have joy unspeakable, full of glory. And we, have, we can live in a way where it's like we understand that, wow, God is being seen as I live and point people to him. And it benefits me in a way that's so incredible, deep in my soul. Because there is nothing more exciting to me than to see someone see Christ and start to believe in who he is and how he works because God's used me in their life some way. And sometimes it's usually little, it's usually small. But again, it's not me, it's God. They're seeing him. I can't take any credit for it. It's all him. And so my faith has to land there and stay there. Now, works without faith is just self-effort. And we have to believe that. See, sometimes we're always working to try to get God on our side, to try to have more favor in his sight. We think, if I read my Bible an hour longer, he's going to like me more. He's going to love me better. Not true. God loves you equally all the time. It's not based on our works. And we struggle with that because that's kind of the world we live in, isn't it? And we struggle our work should be an outgrowth of our faith. It's never going to increase our faith or strengthen our faith. Works are incapable of strengthening or producing faith in our lives. It's not going to happen. See, our faith gets strengthened as we exercise faith in our life. Works do not produce that. But works are produced from faith. See, sometimes we get the cart before the horse. And so as we live in faith... We are moved in ways. And see, I think where we struggle is, I know when I'm really exercising faith in my life, God's always causing me to step outside of my comfort zone. Because <laughs> he wants to be seen. He wants to be realized. I mean, you look at how things go down in the world. It's ho-hum. But when God shows up, not so much. It's incredible. It's amazing. God's timing is always right. He's always impeccable at how he works things out. 
And it's always utilized in a way where you can't explain it, but God showed up. The bottom line with deeds of the law is they will not provide justification and do not yield righteousness. They just won't. Now let's look at deeds of the Lord, because they're way more exciting than deeds of the law. Verse 21 says, But now the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe. For there is no difference, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God set forth as a propitiation by his blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance God had passed over the sins that were previously committed to demonstrate at the present time his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Now, I don't know if you caught that, but was your righteousness in those verses? Was it about the righteousness of the people, the righteousness? No. It was God's righteousness, the righteousness of God, his righteousness. Now, here's how cool God is. That's the righteousness he wants us to share in. The whole idea of imputing, right? I'm not going to go down that road. I'm sorry. I probably should have brought the word up because everybody's going to be like, what does that mean? But where God gives us his righteousness through Christ. That's the whole idea. It's not our righteousness. It's his. And so he sees us as he sees Christ. I'm humbled by that. I'm completely humbled by that because I am in no way, shape, or form have I lived the life Christ has lived. Not even a little bit. But that's how God sees me. That's how God sees you. Every day. Because the, the sin that comes in our lives, it's been paid for and God doesn't see it and it's apart from so many, so many things. He sees us holy. He sees us righteous. He sees us pure because of the blood of Christ. And the struggle we have is we live with the feelings. We live with the, the history in our head. And we have got to change that because the enemy can use that to completely derail our Christian living. He wants us to believe the lie. He wants us to believe that we're still entrenched in sin and we're no good and there's nothing good in our lives. That's what he wants us to believe. And outside of Christ, yeah, that's how it is. But in Christ, not the truth. We are righteous because he provides righteousness to us, for us. Now, there's an aspect here that I want you to catch. Back in verse 21, it says, But now the righteousness of God apart from the law. And there's really like one Greek word there. And the whole idea of apart from the law, totally, completely, altogether separate. There is no connection there. And we think if we can be right, if we can do right, if we can make our lives have this perfection, God's going to see us differently. And what I want you to understand today is, is you can exhale as a believer. Because so many times we're like, <laughs> I mean, how many of you would say, my life is really busy? Really busy. Yeah, most of you. And a lot of that is we're trying to do good things for other people, for ourselves, for our family. We're trying to do, 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 do. 
Where is resting in the Lord there? And do, 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 do. See, the deeds of the Lord, he wants to provide for us to enjoy, to rest in. Are you resting? Do you feel joy-filled? Are you like, oh, the Spirit of the Lord is overflowing in my life so much that I can't help but talk about him. I can't help but let other people know about him. It's just he's seen. He shows up all the time. Or are you racing through life? I mean, the enemy wants to keep us busy because we're just the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. And there's no rest. There's no Sabbath. There's no... I mean, my favorite, favorite thing to do in the whole world is to walk out onto a nice hot beach, lay out a towel or a chair, and just sit there and listen to the surf and enjoy the sun and just look out into eternity of the water and think, one day, it'll be like this with God, where it's just an eternity of him and not the craziness of this world, and we'll be at peace. I don't know. That's how I feel on the beach. I, I grew up on the beach. So it, was, it was always a, a wonderful place for, for me. Uh, the law was designed to reveal sin, not to obtain righteousness. Catch that? The law was to reveal sin, not obtain righteousness. And so many times we're trying to live by the rules, live by the regulations, check off the boxes, make sure that God's happy, God's okay. You know, it's, no. Put that aside. Christ said, my spirit, you know, it's, my yoke is easy. So if it's hard, you must be under a different yoke. Because Christ's yoke is easy. Because he's doing so much of the work. That's why I'm humbled. God wants to do this for us. He wants to be involved in our lives. And, and I know that because I see it in my wife's life <laughs> with our granddaughter. If she could breathe for her, I think she would. <laughs> She's just there wanting to give, 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 give. And that's God. And so many times we are so busy, we don't hear his voice, we don't feel his hand, we don't feel his presence, and we think, where is he? Why does he not know what's going on in my life? And it's, what, 10 miles down the road. And he's not going to chase after us. He wants us to come to him. But we're running. We're racing through life. And the deeds of the Lord, they don't match up with that. He wants us dependent on him, yielded to him, by his side, in his presence. And we think if we do that, we're going to miss life. Not true. Right? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All the other stuff will come. All the other stuff will come. But the lie is, oh, I don't know, I might miss out. And I'll tell you, media has got us trained. They know how to keep us 
you know, hanging on to, oh, oh what's the next episode? I mean, binge watching, that, that proves, right? We, we, don't, we can't watch one week at a time, right? We wait till it's on Netflix, and then we have to watch the whole season in an afternoon. Because <laughs> we got to see what's happening next. We're, we've been trained so well by the media. <laughs> Deeds of the Lord. Now, righteousness is God's, and the righteousness we possess comes from God, and we share in it, and here it is, by faith in Christ. See, we've got to understand that truth. We've got to align our mind to that. Because we think, I've got to, I've got to, I've got to. No, you've got to rest in what Christ has done because that's the righteousness we share in. It's not our own. God provides it. Our justification was made possible because of the sacrifice of Christ, not because of anything we did. This whole idea of justified freely, it's without cause. There was no reason why we were, we were to be justified other than God said, I'm going to. The whole idea of propitiation, the sacrifice that Christ did. Now with propitiation, I don't know how many of you know the Jewish tradition of kind of what happened at the temple, but you know, there was a time when you would bring in an offering, you would lay your hand on its head, and your sin would transfer to the offering, and then that would be sacrificed. And it would go in, and it would go onto the altar, and its blood would go into the Holy of Holies, and that's where the Ark of the Covenant was, and on the top of that was the mercy seat where the two cherubim were, and that blood would be poured out, and then God would consume it. And that's the whole idea of propitiation. Christ was the perfect propitiation, the perfect sacrifice, the one that God chose. We didn't choose him. God chose the perfect sacrifice for our sin, once and for all. Not once a year, not every time, not every, whenever you went to the temple. Once and for all, Christ did that. And it's such a valid aspect that we have to live by and realize, you know, we think, I'm going to make up for this bad thing I did. No. The only thing God says is, confess it and forsake it. 1 John 1, 9. But we think we've got to make up for it. You know, do two good things to overcome the bad thing. And it's like, it's, it's craziness. But sometimes we believe that. Sometimes we slip into that thinking that I've got to make it up to God. No, he just wants you to recognize that, hey, this isn't right. And I'm going to try to do it right the next time. He's a holy God, a long-suffering God, a caring God. And we struggle with that, I think, too, sometimes. Because we think he's the one that's waiting to ding us. Waiting to beat us up. Waiting to go, oh, you did it wrong again. It's not who he is. He is the one that most says, I, you know, he's cheering us on. Do right, you have all the tools. Do right, I've given you everything. Do right, I'll give you even more. Do right. Because you have the power to. But the enemy wants us to believe we don't. That we're powerless. We don't have the strength. And that's true. See, that's the thing. That's what gets, we don't have the strength. But in Christ we do. And that's where we always have to go. Our life has to be about Christ. And that's where our faith has to be. And again, the, the scripture doesn't say faith in God. It says faith in Jesus Christ. And there is a difference. And you're like, well, Jesus Christ is God. Yes. 
But even God says in his scripture, I want your faith to be in Christ and what he did. Because he is the one who came down onto the planet, lived the perfect life, showed you how, how it can be done. He's the one. He's the one who sacrificed his body and his blood for you. I want your faith to be there. Anyone can say, I believe God, I believe in God. But do you believe in Jesus Christ and what he did and that he is my son? It's very important because there's a lot of people out there who just believe in God and it, that's a, that can be all kinds of stuff. That can be a tree, that can be a rock, that can be a doorknob to some people. And it's true. He wants us focused on what Christ did. And I remember the, the point where I, in my mind I really had it settled that even if it was wrong, and it's not, that's what I'm hanging my entire life on. What Christ did for me. And if it turns out to be wrong, so be it. But I'm trusting the scripture, I'm trusting what God said, I'm trusting who Christ is for everything. And that's where God wants us to live. Faith in him. It can't be in ourselves. It can't be in other things. It can't be in the works of the law. What we see communicated here is God selected the best sacrifice to pay for the sins of the world, which is obtained only by faith in Jesus Christ. Now, I'm not making a sandwich, and I'm not throwing this at anyone. Or am I? No. All right, what do I have in my hand? A screwdriver, right? <laughs> yes, your laughter tells me that you've used it as a screwdriver. <laughs> wrong tool for the wrong job. But what happens, right? We get in there because we can't get our hands on a screwdriver. We get one of these, and you know the end of it gets messed up, and the head of the screw gets messed up, and yeah, sometimes you can get it out, and you can make it work. You can make it work, but it's harder, isn't it? It takes a lot more effort. It takes a lot more energy. And both things get damaged in the process. And that's what happens when we try to make this Christian life work the way we think it should work. We get hurt. Other people get hurt. It's the wrong tool. See, God points us to faith. Faith in me. Trust in me. Trust what I say. Trust my word. Trust how it works. I know it doesn't make sense to you. The logic of the Lord sounds ludicrous to us. That's where faith needs to show up. I can't make sense of this. I don't understand it. I can't figure it out on paper. But... I'm going to trust you, Lord. I mean, that's been our budget for years. On paper, it's like, how does this work? But in life, God meets our needs constantly, over and over and over again. Because he's a good father. That's who he is. You've got to use the right tool. You've got to use faith. Works is only going to let you down. Now, see that we struggle because work should be part of our life. But it should be an outgrowth of our faith, not works creating faith. It's backwards. It will never work that way. Bottom line, righteousness, the deeds of the Lord, 
Righteousness revealed, redemptive, ready, available, and just. Righteousness is God's, and we share in it. It's a gift he provides for us. We don't have to earn righteousness. It's given by God to us through Christ. So cool. All right, thirdly, we'll blast through this pretty quick too. Apart from the deeds, okay, we're talking about deeds, talking about works. So where is the boasting then? Is it excluded? By what law of works? No. But the law of faith. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith, apart from the deeds of the law. That's what I've been saying all the way through this. And God wants to drive it home here. Galatians 3.6 says this, Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. See how easy that is? It's not go out and serve at some place. It's not give you know, 20% of your income or 50% of your income or spend 5 million hours in the Bible or do these good deeds or do that. No, believe and it's accounted to him for righteousness. Abraham knew God, knew his voice, was ready and willing to do anything. And because of his faith in God, God said, go. And Abraham said, okay. Now, if that would happen to us, it's like, okay, go. Okay, where do you want me to go? How long will it take? What supplies will I need? And right, we've got our list because we want to be prepared. We want to be ready. But no. God said, go, and he went. But the precursor to that is a couple of things. I really want to zero in here, because this is the important piece. As easy as some of these things are to uh, to take in and to, to receive, Abraham knew God's voice. Do you hear him in your life? When you're in scripture, do you hear him moving through those words? Directing you, guiding you, challenging your heart. So if he were to say go, you would be ready to hear that? Our our relationship with God has got to get better than just, I know him because he saved me back then. It's a relationship we should be growing toward and growing in and understanding. And his word provides everything we need. Because that's where that direction comes from. That's where the guidance comes from. That's where the wisdom comes from. That's also where the challenge comes from. Because the word of God is going to challenge us on every aspect of our life. How we live at home, how we treat our wife, how we live with our kids, how we are as an employee, how we are with our friends, how we are towards God as a worshiper. God has an opinion there. And that's where we've got to come to that point where do we believe him? See, I'm always blown away. People will believe him for eternity because that's like miles off. But will you believe him for today? What he says we need to do today. How we need to live today. The things that should be in our life today. The things that should be out of our life today. That's where we struggle. 
Because we think we know what's better for us. We think we know what's going to meet our needs. We think we know what is going to solve our problem. And God says, all right, give it a shot. I'm here when you're ready. Because he doesn't force us. He's not holding a gun at our head saying, you know, live holy, live righteous, do these things, do that thing. No. He wants us to understand who he is and what he's done for us and what he does for us on a daily basis. I mean, I don't know, I've become this very emotional, crazy person. And every time there's a holiday and I'm writing out a card, I'm overwhelmed by God's blessing in my life. Constantly. Because if, if it were based on my works, I would not be worthy of a lot of the things, good things he's done in my life. I wouldn't. But because he's a righteous God and a holy God, because his promises are true and what he says is real, he doesn't look at any of that stuff. And he gives me good things constantly. Things that feed my soul. Things that endear me to him in a way that is overwhelming. Because he doesn't do it out of compulsion because I did some good thing. It's because he loves me and he promised that if I yielded to his will and followed his word and walked in his way by faith in Christ, he will do things in my life that are unbelievable. And I'm overwhelmed all the time. He's a good God, he's a righteous God, he's a trustworthy God. And we've got to cling to the scripture and the word that shows us things that we battle with in our hearts because the enemy wants to rob us of joy. He wants to rob us of what God can provide for us. He wants to rob us. He's against us all the time. That's the war that we hear about in scripture. It's the enemy trying to just mess up our lives. But God says, no, I've given you the truth. I've given you the righteousness. I've given you the power. It's all in Christ. It's all by faith. Live that way. But we're trying to earn righteousness. We're trying to earn good favor. We're trying to do these things by you know, doing these good works. That's not how we do it. It's literally by faith. And, and I think it, it, that's what baffles us. That's like, that sounds too simple. How can it just be living by faith? How can it be just that? Because that's what God says. That's how he says it works. Apart from the deeds, the right tool, the bottom line here is the right tool for righteousness is faith. Faith alone in Christ alone. Works will be an outworking of your faith. A couple words and then I'm done. Are you placing your faith in the deeds of the law for justification, for sanctification, and a right standing with God? Or do you know God's voice so well that when you hear it, you're ready to do what he wants you to do. You're ready to go wherever he wants. You're enlisted, you're connected. Make sure you see the right tool for the right job. And for this morning, that is faith. Live by faith as you walk out of here today. Let's pray. Father, we are humbled by your righteousness. But even more, we're humbled by the truth of who you are. When we look at the totality of your attributes, Lord, 
There's none like you. You are God. Lord, I pray that as we consider this whole idea of living by faith, trusting in what Christ has already done. So many times we're trying to recreate that stuff, but Christ has already done it for us. All we have to do is live in that life that is provided in faith, in Christ. Lord, may we walk out of here changed today in a way where Christ's life is seen in us, that we're mirroring his image, that people see the difference in how we think, how we act, how we speak, how we live. But not for our glory, for yours. It's in your son's name, Jesus Christ, that we do pray. Amen. All right, you're dismissed. Check out the new stuff at the Connection Center.